I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused, brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. Good afternoon, whenever this comes to you. I am Will. Hey, look. And this is why'd you bring that up? Why did I say my name like that? What was that? Every single week we do any show. Why'd you bring that up? The, uh, you know, before you were jaded slash breakdown and even the discussions. When are those coming back, by the way? This is a shout out to you, Kevin, and you, Al. We need to bring those back. But I have had a lot of personal life crisis, so it makes sense that we're not adding more to the load. Just like the interviews, which keep an eye out on Saturday. Those may or may not be making a return. However, though, we have a very interesting show for you this week. Taylor wants to go on a giant rant about Big E because he cannot just get enough of that man. And I'm going to let the man talk. But then I really want to dive a little bit more into the draft and the aftermath of the draft. We talked about it a little bit last week. And I thought it would be cool to kind of set our expectations for the next year of WWE own brand of sports entertainment do you see how i lost my train of thought and brought it right back taylor well at least you came back to life man like evanescence you know wake me up wake me up inside i actually met their basis back in the day was at... it was he with amy lee no i care less don't you think if i would have met amy lee that story would have gone yeah i met amy lee and the basis of Here's evanescence. The thing. so i don't know anything about the rest of the band like it's not like any of the other members of the band you'd be like oh yeah that's chad smith you know what i mean like nobody knows that guy those guys are just guys. If you see those guys, you wouldn't know who they were. I'm going to do everyone a favor and cut you off before you get way too far. But let me ask you, Taylor. Can I throw something at the wall and see if it'll stick? Is this spaghetti? I mean, mom's spaghetti, of course. I don't want to do this reoccurring. However, we both experienced something right before we started this podcast. And I know y'all motherfuckers love collecting shit because of Todd's Pod. Those amazing boys over there, even though I did already call them out. However... This is a little off subject. That's why I'm kind of asking for permission. But I think I'd rather ask for forgiveness. So I'm going to go ahead and tell it anyway. So I've been doing a little bit of collecting and reselling in my personal life. Uh, You may have noticed because you've bought a beautiful tie-dye wrestling shirt for me. Nevertheless, though, I'm not going to spend time on self-plugging myself. But I did buy a tin, well, a couple tins of Yu-Gi-Oh cards today. Most of them authentic, and that's kind of the hint right there. So right before we started recording, I had gotten this tin of Yu-Gi-Oh cards that seemed like it could either be fake as hell or a really cool steal for 25 bucks. And I mean, that's around the asking price for a tin of Yu-Gi-Oh cards anyway, so I didn't think it would be a super bad investment. Now, there were four of them. And it would have been $100. I'm sure I could have got a couple dollars off. But before I made that investment, because I couldn't get much information because of the listing, which it was authentic, I will say that. And the person was extremely nice. I just don't think she knew what she had. Uh, I took a risk and I bought one of the three tins or four tins. But I set up to buy the other three tins if I kind of got my money's worth. I'll put it that way. And I didn't at all. Do you want to tell him, Taylor, or do you want me to tell him? This this man opened up this tin of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and it was like you get at the flea market, dude. They were all hollow straight across, and he said, they're fake. Oh, I knew immediately, and it wasn't even the hollow that gave away. 
well, one, it was the fact that Hollow's right out the gate, if you know what we're talking about. And nobody knows. I'm glad. <laughs> and then it was just cards that are great. Don't get me wrong. If they were, if this was a real package of cards, I would have been able to probably send my son to college. I don't know about that. I but ha- it was, it would have been like $10,000. I wouldn't have to work for two months. Well, it was basically like every first edition card that you would ever want. Like it had like three sets of Dark Magician in first edition and like all the Exodia pieces and like all the Blue Eyes White Dragon variants. <laughs> and then it even had the most rare cards to ever exist. Seto Kaiba and Yugi Moto. They were just the trainer cards. What are they doing? I um, I don't believe in any of those cards. You know, I'm like a I'm like an anti-hero. You know, I go but behind the grain. I like like Penguin Soldier. You know what I'm saying? Here's the interesting thing, though. Like I mentioned, the person was very nice, and it wasn't like I met someone up in like a back alleyway to buy some Yu-Gi-Oh cards at Yu-Gi-Oh eight cards, o'clock man. at night. I got these Yu-Gi-Oh cards you wanted. It was someone on Facebook Marketplace, and it turns out they actually own a business locally, and they sold them to me. It was a cash transaction, but mm. I messaged them back, and I was like, "Hey, like." Not for nothing. These are violently fake. I don't have many. I do. Uh, but I was like, I have a couple Yu-Gi-Oh cards from when I was a kid. And like, they're not even close. And I was like, this, these have cards that don't even exist. And I'm waiting to hear back. So I will hopefully be able to update you guys on Friday. And then she was like, hey, my bad on that. Like, if you bring them back. I will give you $25 back. Well, if you get your $25 back, you're taking me to lunch. <laughs> if I get my $25 back. I will be living my best life, hopefully, before I leave for Orlando to go to Halloween Horror Nights today slash Oh, shit, I forgot you doing that tomorrow. Hooray for you. Well, let's go ahead and talk about wrestling, though. I'm sorry about this little personal story, but I was hoping that it would connect with someone. Let's hope that it did that. Let's pray, Taylor. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and talk about Biggie for me. Okay, so, again, every week, I consistently want to talk about Biggie, and I think this point... That Will is like, hey, dude, maybe we should back off the Big E talk. But here's the thing. He showed up in three different scenarios in one night. And then he showed up the next night at a fucking taping. <laughs> this guy's amazing. He's everywhere. Well, he is showed he up doing at, his part? So he showed, yes, absolutely. This week on Raw, he was a, a contributor. And he'll be what a contributor. What I'm saying is he's being a face of the brand. And that's the thing we didn't really get with Roman Reigns. Not Roman Reigns. I mean, Bobby Lashley. But to a degree, Roman Reigns. Like, Roman Reigns has been promoted. Like, I remember I was in the local mall one time. And I saw, like, a poster, like, talking about him and his, like, family life. Yeah. And it, I don't remember what the promotion was for. But that was just in the mall. But we don't see him on the cover of magazines or popping up at different events like we have seen Big E or other champions in the past, like The Rock, Stone Cold, yeah. John Cena. Like I just think I just Big think E's living it. It's a workload though. Like he was at uh, college football games at Iowa because obviously he's an Iowa guy, and uh, you know he was there for the pregame show, and then he shows up at the fight. He gets a cameo in the crowd of the fight in the front row, and then he intros both fighters. Back to back, which I was like, the first one happened. I was like, all right, he's just going to intro this guy. This is fire. Like, at least we're getting some traction. It spreads <laughs> it spreads eyes to WWE, though, and that's what we need. And well, that's why he's such a, a good champion. Here's the thing about Big E. Is he's the kind of guy that wants to be it. He's not someone who's going to get the belt and be quiet and do what he's told. Like He's going to do what he's told, but he's a man who knows how to market himself. He always has, like, yes, the New Day was successful. 
But that, for me, if you're telling me the New Day is successful, I'm saying without Big E, it wasn't. Looks like they all might be successful pretty soon. Everybody's had their own little things. Don't get me wrong. They always have been. But I think if you take Big E out of that equation, it's a much different story to tell. And that's just me. But I absolutely love Big E, and I always have. And I think him as champion, he could be the first real superstar. Like I think him and Roman Reigns are perfect people to lead these brands over the next two years. I do not think you take the title off of Roman anytime soon. He also, Big E has like charisma levels of like John Cena, dude. Like people love him. Like the lovability of John Cena is the same thing with Big E. It's hard to hate him. It really is. He's so likable. You know what I mean? And that it's a thing that I think bridges, bridges, ah, bridges generations you know what i mean it's from young kids to old people like i don't know i think that it's just it has worked so good well i'm going to use this to lead us into our big segment the main thing i want to talk about i know usually we kind of do a breakdown of controversial stuff but this might be controversial to some because i'm trying to take wwe to positive light i know i've usually been the aw inkling here at the podcast i don't know even know if that's the proper thing to say but i'm fucking saying it but anyway, you know, I've been the AEW mark, but I want to say that I have hope, especially now that the crowds are back. And I kind of want to examine the two brands champions and then we'll go from there. But I think with Biggie, you have the ability to keep him going for over a year. You can long. That's what you need to do with both of these titles. You don't need to play hot potato anymore. You need to cement the legitimacy of them and the champions because then you'll make bona fide stars. Well, they have been with Roman Reigns. That, but not Big E. Yeah. And not with that title. They've played hot potato to a degree. I mean, if they get it going the right way, you could almost have like double dragons. You know what I mean? So you had Drew hold it for a little bit. Then you had Randy take it. Then Drew take it right back. Then you gave it to Bobby Lashley like a month later. Bobby Lashley had a pretty decent run, but now it's gone to Big E, which makes sense. It was a cash in and everything like that. And to put him up against Roman Reigns makes no sense, especially when you have two perfect talents fit for that title. So what I think, is something really good to analyze though is like i said i don't think we take the title off for roman anytime soon at least till wrestlemania if not longer oh, yeah. than that i need him to hold a bona fide record that no one's gonna fucking break and that's how you'll cement him forever everyone will forget about his first five years if you do that to him but with Big E, it's a little bit different because Big E, what you want to do with him is you want to put him up against bona fide superstars that have been proven in ring and have a track record of being successful like drew mcintyre drew mcintyre is a good one i'm thinking bigger than that i'm thinking you're randy orton's well i mean you're gonna get there but i think we start off right now with drew mcintyre well yeah you, going you, well, you, you know start I mean? off with drew mcintyre but then you move to like a a randy orton in mm -hmm. a serious vein yeah maybe then you throw kofi in there you put Kofi in a serious like run and make it real personal and get a really good storyline. Yeah. Then maybe you get around to WrestleMania time, right? Yeah. Then, then maybe that that's what takes you to WrestleMania. Two, yeah. Maybe take Randy out of it. So you prolong Kofi and Biggie. But after we're done with that, like maybe that's leading into Royal Rumble. Like that's your Royal Rumble main event. And you give Biggie the main event with Kofi because it's so personal because of the history, right? And Roman Reigns plays second fiddle or doesn't even wrestle that night. He's like, he. I would like you have Kofi, Biggie, the main event, the Rumble right or Men's Rumble right before it, and then you have Roman sit ringside at the Men's Rumble, just like not on commentary, doesn't say a single thing the entire time except at the end when the person went, he goes, he picks me, he's dead. 
something like that you know yeah. something simple something sweet and because it would you're like why the hell did he come out to say nothing you know it'd be yeah. one of those type of situations then you could give biggie and kofi that spotlight then you have john cena come out or someone big to really sell that main event someone who has that star power maybe a brock lesnar if brock lesnar disappears maybe even goldberg i don't yeah. know i wouldn't like that oh gross but you know don't put someone, that evil on us ricky bobby don't put that evil on us if goldberg goes over and gets back his his loss and you know his charm and his thing with the people i don't understand it but there are still people that fucking love goldberg it's not a problem of that i don't it's not okay so i don't like his promos and i don't like him in the ring right now but the promos are not the worst part of it. The worst part is the way he looks in ring. Like, I don't, it's not so much that I hate him being here. It's number one that he takes TV time away from people that deserve it. Like, it should be, Ricochet should be there every time. It should be him instead of him. No doubt. He shouldn't be here. He's wasting my time. So, I, I get what you're saying. I know I, he's I, worth I, more money. I know when you bring him back, like, there's an aspect of somebody like, oh, that's more money for the well, brand. You and I'm right I mean? there with you, and I'm not disregarding that but what i'm saying is he does things for a lot of people and he's a big draw for wwe and he's a really from the roster they have now now that AEW exists and you have a lot of the talent that would be an easy pick for them you know what i mean because like put it i would use daniel bryan or brian danielson as like a number one pick of someone who's proven and been back and forth who's actually going to put on a good match not going to be an old vet like a hulk hogan coming into do a job even though they never fucking would or like a uh, rick flair or something like that which no i'm not taking a shot at rick flair but i would never want to see rick flair at his current condition and age and with everything going on uh to wrestle biggie but what i'm saying is when you look at who's available i think that would be a good call there's a bunch or of people that are on active roster that edge. would be fine for you. you i mean edge is perfect but like but you have to get him a seat back because so, he's losing it with You Seth. said Randy earlier, and Randy's right now in a little feud with AJ. Okay, I don't, AJ and AJ Biggie. would be <laughs> great, but I'm trying to look for someone, and this is no disrespect to them, but with even more prestige. Yeah. I because don't, they're, here's the thing. With is that, it weird that I put AJ at a very high high number on my list? Because, you're, not, you're not wrong, but the problem with them currently is they are in situations where they're not doing anything truly meaningful outside a certain scope. And I think you could say Randy is doing something more meaningful because he's getting Matt Riddle for the people who forget everything about him over. And I'm not going to be that guy. I don't you do talk this shit. every time. No, yes, no, 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 <laughs> no. Yes, you Matt are. Matt Riddle for his talent. You're going to do it. No, no, no. For his <laughs> talent and what he's brought to the roster and what he's done over the last year deserves what the rub he's getting from Randy Orton. So there, fuck you. I'm not saying anything <laughs> negative. But what I'm saying is usually stop, stop, pause. Usually, here's what you do. You say, now you know how I feel about Matt Riddle, and I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. And then you're like, now get down on the ground and let me beat you, you horse. And it's just like, damn, he did it. I expected it. Okay, I was wrong. Fair enough on that one. So and that, but at the end of the day, here's your dead horse. Uh <laughs> That's not going to be the notable tag team for Randy Orton. Yeah. People are going to talk about Evolution. People are going to talk about Rated RKO first. And that's fine. I don't know that that's necessarily true because he's getting over really, really well right now. Probably the most on the show. But is he the main event star that he was 10 years ago? Not How many tag teams are main event stars except but, for the But Usos? I'm saying Randy Orton. 
It's like when you put John Cena and Shawn Michaels together in a tag team. That was two main event stars who were just put together. You have a veteran who's still notable. But I mean, I guess, I guess in the aspect of life, like you'd compare it to like rock and sock. They're two guys that are just randomly put together. It works for a while. I wouldn't say that because I don't think as individual superstars, they have that over. But how many times do you see like these types of levels of stars coming together to do like a comedy tag team? Like that's what Rock and Sock was. It's just funny. And that's what these guys are. They're funny. They wrestle. Sure. The level of star, like they are that quality of star. I don't think Matt Riddle's that level of stars because in most people's minds, he's still a main eventer. He's never been in, or not a main eventer, a mid carter. He's never been in the main event. But this is the kind of shit that elevates a mid carter. But the difference between them and the And that's what Randy does. So this is a perfect place for randy to be he's a slingshot machine but there's a difference though rock and sock connection was two bona fide main eventers who were in and out of the main event at that time and there no one was leaning on the other to get over with rk bro you have a veteran who used to be a main event star who's currently in the mid card and then you have a young talent who's in the mid card who will be one day in the main event i'm not this or saying that's not going to happen but currently he's not so he's leaning on like even like perfect example randy's been gone for how fucking long and every week when randy's gone matt riddle's still dropping his name to it's, get the, him. it's the gimmick but it's to get the fluff of being randy orton's tag team partner They're tag I, team champions tag team champions <laughs> it's all he's got but and i that's what i'm saying though he's that's gotta all go he, home you gotta that, tell him not to go home that's all he's got and that's he's gotta fu- be the ball he's gotta go to the home but um, <laughs> i think that proves my point right yeah there. that's fair that's fair but i will tell you what the gimmick's funny. Every week, he finds a way for me to be like, damn, that was a pretty good one-liner. You did and, it again. And he's doing his thing, but I think... And he's also pretty good in the ring. Bringing this back into what we were meaning to talk about, with Roman Reigns, it's a completely different story. You have him retaining his title and having wars with young talent that don't deserve the rub. Kind of like with Finn Balor, except with good finishes, not weird fucky finish here's the thing though that match was phenomenal until that it was but that's what i'm saying if you eliminate that screwy finish we don't know how to book just fucking beat someone that's fine if they put their life on the line they were in the mid card and now they're in the main event it's worth it go pause if it had ended without a dumb rope break and he got pinned you would still be pissed yay or nay no I wouldn't because I wanted Roman to go over. Yeah, that's fair. But I think that would we still have the conversation about Finn Balor and if it was a dumb decision for them to do it? Let me give you this. I would be, I wouldn't be mad that Roman went over. I would be mad of the usage of the gimmick to just like I am still, no matter how the finish is, I'm mad that they used that gimmick that has been undefeated. That's so like there's novelty around it. There's, prestige you know what i mean they don't and for them to just go over on it it made no sense but i think you utilize roman you have him take people who are just mid-card talent that might be like you know a u.s champion or something like that and turn him into a main eventer where hey i mean he might not win the title but once we finally get it off roman we'll have real deal main event contenders and once he puts certain a certain level of prestige to that title we can get slightly hot-handed with it, not where we're changing it every week, but we can change it once or twice because there's so many hungry competitors now. You know, there's so many people that got sent to the back of the line, even though they put their ass on the line and they deserve it more than 
X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? But I think the reason why I've been a little distant from wrestling is I'm super hopeful for what we have with the draft this year. Even though I think t-shirt time is stupid and everything, I think drawing it out an extra three weeks is going to hurt Survivor Series. But let's hope they don't have Survivor Series focus on brand loyalty, whereas they have a gimmick going on. Let's maybe focus on the bloodline versus someone else. Maybe maybe the bloodline taking on Biggie, New Day, yeah. and whoever I they mean, get to go with. That's probably what will happen. That's probably what will happen. And if you do that, everything's fine with me. Well, so here's my thought process for where we're going. So it looks to be, and I know we've been saying this for months, like changes are coming, but like they're starting to get these guys that aren't getting much TV time to get a little bit of TV time. So if we could push for, I don't care about bringing in big money names to face Big E. I think he can legitimize the belt with good matches. That's my counter argument. I think if you put him with Xavier Woods, and you put him with Ricochet. I don't want to see people that have been former champions. I want to see people that deserve a shot, that make a good storyline, and deserve a storyline. And it's it's the same with the women. There are a couple people that are finally starting to get a little steam. Let's go with it. Shayna Baszler. And, and I'm, there's people on both brands where I'm like, look, we can do something with this. We've got the talent. Let's just work with it. You have the talent in-house. That's all I'm saying. Like, I know that we can go out and grab big names to get money, and we need to do that if we're going to stay afloat and we're WWE. But, like, you have the talent in-house. It's there. And it looks like the people, everybody that we want to be pushed are starting to get a push. Like, next week we have, on SmackDown, we have Selena Vega versus Shayna Baszler. Banger. And so I'm in a situation where I know if I hold off until everything's cemented and I kind of get away from the silly antics they're using because all they're doing is using it to get to crown jewel because it's a pay-per-view that kind of uh, goes above, you know, brand loyalty. And that's fine. I understand what they're doing. I'm not here to shit on that, but I'm ready to start with the new rosters. We have crowds back and we we're getting to wrestle. Okay. I, I, I want to go. I, get it. So, I personally, so, and if this says anything, I would like very much to be in attendance of WrestleMania next year. And I understand I'd have to fly and I'm willing to make that trip and go to all the local show. Like I want to do the whole nine yards because I have hope that WWE is going to give me a better WrestleMania next year than they did this year. I thought it was a pretty good WrestleMania. And it was. And I, as you know, I was there, but I have hope because like I've said in the past few weeks, I mean, I probably will get something fire, bro. We're being honest. I then I know that WWE isn't catering what I want out of a wrestling show, but at the end of the day, there's still the nostalgia factor. There's still my love for WWE. But they could be leaning towards that. If and, we get these guys in, that could be part of your show. And could lean it up. Despite what's going on with NXT, that's why I have an open mind going towards with the new rosters or sets because I noticed a couple key moves, like, for example, the Alpha Academy going to Raw. That tells me maybe they're going to utilize an hour of that three-hour programming to actually put an hour of wrestling on for us because they have Edge, they have Seth. They've brought a couple key components that are very character-driven, don't get me wrong, but do wrestle in a style that you don't typically see on Monday Night Raw. And I'm hopeful I'll be able to watch every wrestling show again going forward once we have the reset and be happy. I and I think it's convenient for me because I have some shit I'm dealing with. So, you know, it's giving me time to kind of clear my shit up. Well, and get I'll ready watch for the it next for year. both of us. I'll watch it for both well, of us. Well, I'm still watching it here and there. I'm just, I, if I'm being 
honest, I haven't been as dedicated as I normally am, and I, I'm failing you guys on that part, but I'm, well, I don't hopefully think you're you guys have anybody. enjoyed this show. And, yeah, I uh, think this is what we're going to do from now on. I love this. This feels like a first take or like part of the interruption, but for wrestling, I'm so into this, bro. You don't even understand. It feels like a prize fight. We just talk about what we believe in. The people get to listen to our thoughts. This is the new format for this. Congratulations. You just started something new. Well, I'm just... I think you should feel really good about this. I don't think you should feel like this was a bad episode at all because you're right now on fire. You're what? like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Your wings are a flying. Flames are shooting out. Speaking of flames... Man, I need to get me like a Bam Bam Bigelow jumpsuit. And on that, before we lose any of our upward trajectory, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, you know the big three, at Jaded Wrestling, at Tots Pod, at Year of Pod. Please go ahead and throw us a follow on uh, Twitter. Also, I just found out today that we are doing a fan appreciation sale on Pro Wrestling Tees. Did you know we appreciate you? Taylor, you have something? I have something to say, but we can wait till you get done with okay. your promo. Please, please, please let us appreciate you and appreciate us by buying a shirt and looking better than your current shirt does. Unless you are wearing one of our shirts or one of our wonderful friend shirts or a cool old wrestling shirt. You know, the kind of thing. But I'll let Taylor talk real quick. I got to shout out a couple people here today. Oh, God. Uh, I want to shout out Blue Meanie. Showed up on AEW. Love you. Uh, I wanted to shout out uh, Mick Foley. Showed up on GCW. Love you. Uh, I just wanted to shout out a lot of wrestlers that I like. Uh, Buff Bagwell. Shout out to Reba. All right, all right, all right. We're not doing this. Okay. <laughs> Why can't I just shout out the people I love, bro? I'll shout out you if you go ahead and leave a sick comment on the Apple uh, iTunes type deal. Uh, <laughs> follow or subscribe on the YouTube and all of the social media. I'm not going to make myself sound stupid. We'll talk to you on Friday. Peace.